Every business should have access to high-speed internet, no matter where they are. But getting fast speeds in rural Canada hasn't always been easy, which meant less reliability, scalability, and connectivity. ExploreNet Enterprise Solutions has the network to help you do business virtually anywhere in Canada. With extensive fiber, fixed wireless, and satellite networks, we're bringing the high speeds of the big city to small towns, to tiny towns, and even no towns. No matter your business size or location, get connected today with ExploreNet Enterprise Solutions. Are you ready to clear a new path? Welcome to Clearing a New Path podcast, a space for the underrepresented voices of women entrepreneurs in rural Canada. I'm your host, Shauna Ray. Each episode, guests will speak authentic truth because it's the truth that connects us. Each one inspires us all to take up space within our own communities and within the business world, reminding us that each path can be messy and unique. Join us on the journey, clearing a new path. Melissa Mackey is an international best-selling author and speaker on the topics of business growth, travel, and transformation. She's an independent mom on a mission. She is the CEO of Travel Chicks and founder of Ignite Me Now. Melissa brings 17 years of experience in the field and working one-on-one with clients to inspire them through the power of travel and transformation. She leads retreats and masterminds worldwide, helping entrepreneurs grow and scale their business from a heart-centered space. Melissa's been featured on major media outlets, including Financial Post, Huffington Post, CBC, and Breakfast Television. She's an accomplished millennial mama who is committed to helping others thrive, especially through the power of travel. Okay, Melissa, where do you hail from? Where in rural or remote Canada are you? So I am in a town slash city called Spruce Grove, which is west of the city of champions, Edmonton. (laughs) Okay. And so how did you end up there? Well, the truth is I actually grew up here and I moved away. I actually moved to Calgary for 10 years. And and then I went on a, uh, you know, minimalist kind of life and I sold everything, left Calgary, and I was hosting events all across Alberta and all across BC. And then I found out I was pregnant and 
I wasn't the typical, you know, I got the husband, I got the white picket fence. I'm, you know, gallivanting the beautiful country of Canada. And uh, I figured that since my mom and dad were, you know, still residing in the little town I grew up in, which, by the way, I would say I would never live there <laughs> as I got older. Uh, yeah. That's that's how I found myself back in Spruce Grove because I was having a baby and, you know, I just thought it would be great to be near mom and dad. What a, what a ride that must have been. And so you've kind of touched on a little bit, but how did your professional life lead you to doing what you're doing now? You know, it's travel has always been in my blood. When I got my first taste after I took my first trip just as a, you know, customer back in 2004, travel was like there was this seed planted inside of me that travel is it opens up so much just in your world, in others worlds and you know, it gives you this perspective that you would never have living in, you know, a small city. And so then when I had my baby, I mean, at the time I was I I, I didn't have maternity leave, so my baby would come with me. She would be attached to my stomach. And I tell you, that in itself was quite a journey because the glares I, I would get, you know, this is before COVID. I mean, it was 2020. It was four years before COVID. And I remember some people that some women that I would say, you know, I'd like to set up an interview or a business dis discussion. They would hear the baby crying in the background. Um, well, there's nothing I could do because I was a single mom. And the baby came with me everywhere. And it's interesting now how the tides have turned because it's, you know, everyone is promoting work from home. And if the babies scream in the background, no big deal. And so it was very interesting because I was in my mind, I was blazing a trail for women, which I still am today, but I was showing them, look, this is what's possible. And if you have people that don't appreciate, well, number one, being a mom and number two, being an entrepreneur working from home again, pre-COVID, they're not, they're not supposed to be in your world. And uh, so it's, it's very interesting how, you know, my mission has always been to blaze a trail for women, but it's now really coming full, full circle where it's many people are coming into agreement that, hey, your kids are part of who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. That makes so much sense. Uh, how did you end up working for yourself? Because I'm sure that there were times when you work for other people. And yep. what made you decide to be your own boss? Well, back in 2010, at that time, I was running a brick and mortar travel agency. So technically, I was living my dream. I was making a lot of money. I was learning what it took to run a business, you know, manage staff, hire staff, fire staff, you know, do training. And at the end of the day, it's like I had all the stuff. I was making lots of money. I was running a team. I was like doing my dream job, but I was also selling my soul. And in 2010, I made a big decision um, at the height, really, of my career. I was like, I can't work like this for somebody else. Like, I took the entire summer off of 2010, quit my, you know, corporate nine to five job and uh, I started in the personal development world in 
that summer of 2010. And just the stuff that was coming to my forefront, number one, I realized I couldn't escape travel. I was still going to do something related to travel. And and then since then, I mean, so many cool things have evolved. And that's how I started my business back in 2010. And in 2010, there weren't any travel restrictions. So what what is <laughs> how has your business evolved during this pandemic? That's a great question. So one of the big things that really sets our agency apart from others is that we thrive. It is like our mission statement to help women find themselves through travel, primarily through, you know, the, our, our little tagline is travel transformation and inspiration. And so the underlying theme of all of this is connection. And what sets us apart is that even before COVID, we were gathering people for, you know, meetups and live events to talk travel, to meet other like-minded people. And then through the pandemic, I mean, nobody was traveling. Like, and so we would create these little pods online of just keeping that mojo of travel and that idea of like dreaming alive. And so, so yeah, we're excited actually. Um, just in a few days, we're going to have our first live event in like almost three years. So it's exciting. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's connection. And in our agency, we cannot stress it enough that connection is key. It is relationships. Like if we do not have um, strong and meaningful relationships and connections in our life, whether it's related to travel or corporate or professional or just personal, it's tough. It's really tough. Well, it must have been tough financially. I mean, as an entrepreneur, that must have taken a big bite out of your revenue. How did oh, yeah. you how did you manage that? Well, I mean, thankfully, we did not have a brick and mortar. I can't count my blessings enough for that because, you know, the the lease payments, the rent, the, you know, we didn't have that. So I mean, we weren't carrying a lot of overhead. What was super disheartening was refund, 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 refund. Yeah. And it was like, holy smokes, like we were off to such a great start in a, in um, 2020. I was actually speaking at one of Canada's largest tourism events in Vancouver. It was one day before everything was announced to be stopped. And my team was there with me. Everyone was on fire. Someone won like a one of our team members won a river cruise. So it was like it ignited this like spirit of travel and hope again. And then everything shut down one day after that conference. <laughs> so the biggest thing is like the refunds killed us. But I mean, it didn't put us out of business, thankfully. What's been the most uh, challenging part of working in travel? And I mean, aside from the obvious, the pandemic. What other challenges have you faced? Inspiring my team. Because I have, you know, a team of wonderful ladies. They're independent contractors. So it's, you know, I'm not paying a salary. It's, you know, 
totally performance-based results. Um, and I, I definitely, as a leader, lost I just, I I lost my, I don't even know what the word is. Like for a good eight months of last year or the year before, I just didn't give a crap. And it's, you know, I would send out the emails of nice little messages to my team. Um, that was the hardest part because if I want a team to support the dream and the vision behind where I want to take this company too. I can't do it by myself. And like as a leader, you have to get out of your own way and like push through. And if that means, I don't even know, every single person is different for what, you know, keeps them on their toes. And, you know, doing things like this inspire me, doing podcasts, doing um, live videos, doing trainings, like that's something I just love. So I had to like reenact um, and recreate, you know, new trainings to keep my team engaged. And sometimes I would say, okay, guys, we're going to meet on Zoom every two weeks. You know what? If I have nothing to train on, let's just talk personal. What's going on? Like, how are you doing? Because it's those conversations, especially in the times that we've been in, that matter most. Like, how are you? So I'd say that's like one of the other biggest challenges. I mean, I would get super hyped up and then the government would announce something and I would just blow my top off again. Like, and the second part that I would say is the most challenging thing is instilling the confidence in the consumer. Yeah. I can't even imagine. The consumer. I mean, you know, it's confusing. What do I do? It's not the same. You know, all these restrictions, like this country has this and that country has that. And, and yeah, it's, yeah. Instilling the consumer confidence has been another big challenge for sure. Have there been any particular challenges relating to being a woman and also relating to being in rural Canada? Well, I would say Being in a small city, especially, you know, I would say the majority of the population in small cities or towns, they have their go-to people, you know, especially if they've lived there for a long time. So it's like, oh, you need a mortgage? Go to, you know, Betty down the street. Oh, you need, you know, to sell your house? Well, you know, go see this person. And so as a woman, I would find, I would say that that would be the biggest challenge because, in Spruce Grove, there's the travel agents that are like well known to the, you know, people that have resided here for 20, 30, 40 years. And so for any business owner living in a small city where they've, because I haven't lived here for so long, you know, um, I think that's why social media is great. Because if people don't even know you and you keep, you know, posting regularly on social media, it's like, oh, this company again. Oh, this company again. And you know, when it comes to marketing, people need to be touched like seven, eight, nine times before they actually buy something. So yeah. Well, and you touched on that, uh, building relationships. How have you managed to do that? I mean, that's a big part of it, right? Building your relationships. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the things that you've been doing, such as your podcast and the live events that you're talking about? Can you talk about those? In the little town that I, I'm, I'm here, 
we have actually done and hosted events for entrepreneurs. So we have, you know, different speakers, which by the way, for anybody listening, if you want to grow your authority, start interviewing other people, start hosting them at your events. Don't put you on the spotlight, host these other people And I like that was one of the biggest things was like, oh, yeah, there's Melissa. She's running that entrepreneur event. Yeah, it's not related to travel. But just like you said, it is building relationships in the communities. And from that, what has occurred is creating the relationship and then creating these joint venture partnerships. So in these events that we've done or uh, podcast episodes that we've hosted, Or, you know, a lot of in the last two years, since we couldn't meet face to face, we've been running live online events, right? We'd connect in the Zoom room. And all of these events have contributed to incredible partnerships. So, you know, someone might be in conversation with someone and they're like, oh, well, you got to go use this team, you know, who's local, just lives around the corner from you. So I would say that's one of the biggest things that's come from doing these events and doing the podcast. And I mean, in our industry, the biggest thing is educating. So it's like educating people on simple little things. Like what comes easy for me may not be easy for somebody else. And especially if you're looking at traveling, you know, just providing these little snippets of educational pieces, you know, at the end of the day, people want to be educated, entertained, and they want to build a relationship. That's how people buy after they know, like, and trust you. What is your proudest moment? What have been some of the things you've been proudest of? Number one is birthing my daughter into this world. Mm -hmm. I'm just speechless because every single day is a learning experience. Like she came into this world to teach me so much. And, you know, and and even especially being a, a single mom in business, running a team of people like I don't have any extra support. It's me. It's me doing the finances, me running the business, me taking care of the house, doing, you know, the taking care of the kid. So yeah, so that's one of my proudest moments. And, you know, I would say another proud moment is when my daughter was nine months old, I ran an international women's leadership and empowerment event in Bali. She was nine months old. And we had 200 women from around the world show up for this event. And I don't even want to get into the details of what occurred with that event. But it's like, it just makes me so proud that I said I did it and I'm still alive. And (laughs) (laughs) you're still alive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, having a nine month in toll, in tow, managing um, different time zones to talk with speakers in different countries around the world, different attendees, like, and I had no childcare. So if I can do that, like any woman can do anything. It's like, what is, what is that driving force inside of you? Because I can tell you if the driving force is money, you're going to be, it's going to be short lived and you're not going to be in a better place than when you started whatever it is you wanted to do. I can concur. I think that's one of the biggest lessons that people need to learn to being an entrepreneur. You have to be motivated and you have to love and be passionate about what you're doing. What keeps you up at night? You know, the world we're living in right now, what do you lose sleep over? Uh, My daughter not sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's a tough question. I mean, that, honestly, that's that is actually the truth. Like it is my daughter not sleeping through the night and I'm waking up because of that. Um, that's been the biggest challenge for me personally in the last two years is not getting full night sleeps. And, you know, for me, being expected to perform the next day when you're running on little sleep, it's I had to learn one of the biggest lessons. And it's no accident because I named my daughter Patience Grace. And one of the biggest lessons that I have learned is this idea of grace. Women who are business owners are usually hustlers. You want to get things done. You want to meet the goals. You want to prove to everybody that you like are this superwoman. But what we really need is to actually give ourselves grace and not beat ourselves up. And if that means that you sleep during the day, then you sleep during the day. And like for me, that's one of the biggest things. I mean, yeah, keeping me up at night is literally not getting sleep. And being okay with having a bath at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I love that. Do you know I do that too? And I don't have kids. <laughs> oh, well, I can tell you, you feel guilty when you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about advice to young women thinking about going into business for themselves? Maybe living in a remote area, they have a great idea. What's your advice? Well, I would say the biggest piece of advice is before you start, start asking questions because your idea may be a great idea, but start getting involved and engaged in your community because at the end of the day, you as an entrepreneur want to solve somebody's problem. And if you are way out in left field, even though it might be a really good idea, if you're not actually helping solve that community's problem, it might not be the best idea. And that's also why you want to engage with your community because you want to start building relationships. You know, most people that start businesses are solo entrepreneurs. But if you can get somebody else's buy-in from the beginning, it makes the 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 flowing and growing process of this idea so much bigger and better because when you have two people with a shared vision and a shared dream and a shared you know goal you can bounce off each other and sometimes you know what you see in somebody somebody else they don't you don't see in yourself but they see in you and so i just think it's so important to start asking key questions in the community what is like where is that magical spot that needs to be filled. Every single community has something, has problems in it. And the only way to find out is by asking questions. What is the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself being an entrepreneur? Aside from parenting, it is the toughest job on the planet because you can be on a super high and then you can be on a super low. And, you know, and that goes on forever. You never know how much money you're going to make. You never know how many clients you're going to turn over and help and get paid from. And you never know how many people you're going to serve. But it is, I mean, if entrepreneurship were easy, so many more people would be doing it. But the biggest thing is you got to care for yourself. Amen. So true. 
Yeah. Tell us about your podcast. When is it? Guests that you have on, all those good things. So I have two podcasts. Uh, the first one is Travel Chicks. And obviously we talk travel transformation and inspiration. So we hear from people who have traveled, who have a story to share and how travel has impacted their lives. We talk to CEOs and owners of companies that we are partnered with. And it's it's just a lot of fun. And the other podcast, which I'm not too active on, is Ignite Me Now. And so on that podcast, I talk everything about faith, freedom, motherhood, and marketing. Uh, Melissa, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. this episode, please subscribe, rate it, and leave a review. It really helps others find us. Clearing a New Path podcast artwork is supported by the graphic design of Katie Wilhelm, and the music branding is by Imagine a Dev Studios. The podcast is produced by Radar Media in Thames Centre, Ontario. It is the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and neutral peoples who once used this land as their traditional beaver hunting grounds. The First Nations communities closest to this studio are Chippewa of the Thames First Nation, Oneida Nation of the Thames, Muncie, Delaware First Nation, and the Chippewas of Kettle and Stony Point. We will speak to many people across Turtle Island, and as a settler here, I'm committed to deepening understanding of Indigenous communities and reframing responsibilities to land and community. I am grateful to Mother Earth for the opportunity for love and connection, and to the spirits of the elders and the medicine people who still walk the earth. Until next time, 